Hey, Sean. That's me. Have you ever had a job where your job description changes literally day by day? I don't know. Have you ever had a a really close friend who misses your birthday and messages you a day later? Actually, oh my God, is this what's happening? All right. First off, I knew it was your birthday. That day was extremely busy at work. And we had a staff barbecue afterwards. And I was trying to get home so that I could post uh, something on our Instagram, like to edit your face into like a bunch of stuff. But then by the time we got home, I was like, 12 beers deep and was at the point where I was not able to drive. In all fairness, and... <laughs> it still was my birthday. It, it was still my birthday in your, your yeah, right. <laughs> your land. I just thought it was so funny. Cause like, it was like a 12 31 AM text. It's like, Hey man, happy belated birthday. Sort of. Bye. <laughs> like, what well, the- happy birthday. Even though it was technically yesterday. Yeah. I didn't forget. It was just, that day was just a complete shit show. You it's know what's okay. not going to be a complete shit show, though? What's that? <laughs> this episode of the Scene on Screen Podcast. Hey, whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered. Welcome to the Scene on Screen Podcast with your hosts, Sean and David. Welcome, welcome to the Scene on Screen podcast with your host, me, Sean, and David. I haven't seen anything Armstrong, according to some of our Instagram <laughs> viewers. No, I, I I'm will pretty say, sure it was David. I haven't seen it, Armstrong. I, I will say <laughs> two things about that. One, well, well done, because I, 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 I was like, oh, that, that's pretty funny. But two, it was, it was more of my favorite part is I got some feedback. Being like, do Max and David just like take turns not watching movies? <laughs> and I did tell them I didn't prepare you guys for the, for that episode too too much. I gave you guys a list in less time than I typically do. I've been really busy, but it was mm-hmm. a really good show. the uh, The one thing from my significant other that she did say was, "David, Max, for shame that neither of you liked Mean Girls or not, yeah." Not mean what girls. are you talking about? Mean Girls Not was great. Mean Girls, Cinderella Story. Cinderella Story, whatever. You know, and the thing is, is that in this case, it's still two versus one, so she's wrong. Yep, exactly. Well, I also crapped it, or failed it. And the other thing, just as a, a printable redaction, is uh, Max and I were wrong, because we were both like dead set on She's the Man being Taming of the Shrew. And it was a twelfth night. Yeah. So we made some mistakes. But David, I cut you yeah. off at the beginning of the show for selfish you know what's reasons. Crazy though, hold on. You know what's crazy though? That there was eleven nights before the twelfth night and no one knows about them. Yeah. And then there was Christmas. <laughs> yeah, and okay. You know what? Like uh, touche. That was a good one. <laughs> I don't even care about my rant anymore. It's insignificant. But what we can do just to ruin everybody's like September, October, November, and December is when you're listening to this, there's 15 Fridays, 15 shows 
remaining till Christmas, which means 14 shows to our epic Christmas special. Because I, I don't know. I looked at a calendar real quick earlier. <laughs> Why are you doing this now? Like, what? The- <laughs> I, I don't know. I just man, like it's not even Halloween yet, dude. I'm I'm honestly so jacked up for what SOS has in store in Kitchener, possibly in Kenora. We might have some attraction in Guelph and Toronto. Should, should we share yeah. the news now? Be, like we usually share good news at the end of the episodes, but do you want to just uh, well, tease it now? Your, or? your beaver's pretty eager, so let's. Uh, it is. Let's just it's roll. <laughs> let's roll with it. So, um, if you guys have seen on our Instagram, we're hosting trivia nights. We've we've taken some time. We've thought about it. This was something that um, David and I discussed a lot over the summer. It wasn't mm-hmm. something that we just like came up with randomly. We thought it would be a really cool idea for both ourselves and what we're trying to accomplish with scene on screen. So just briefly, David and I have talked a lot over the last, I would probably say three, four months about where we want to see scene on screen going. And we want to entertain. We want to educate, educate, but edutain, I think is the word edutain. Ed, edut, edut, edutainment. Yes. Yeah. So we're, we're, we want to, we want to be a local leader in edutainment and what local leader means for us anyways, is we want to start getting involved in some local initiatives and make this podcast as, as much as we'd like it to be a global sensation one day, we gotta, we gotta think about ourselves and what we can actually do mm-hmm. within our scopes. We both have full-time jobs. We have families, we have lives, but we also really love doing this. So one thing that David and I are working on is trying to do more things locally in our communities, but also help grow with the community. We've been very lucky to partner with people like Diameter Apparel, who will be kind of working with us on a few different initiatives as well. They come to us with, uh, like we went to some disc golf stuff with them. They're out at Canadian Nationals right now, so follow along with them for some disc golf. And now we've got our first trivia night lined up, and it's going to be a good time. Yeah, We're, we're going to do TV and movies. It'll be great. Um, should we tease the, the topics maybe at the end of the show, maybe, I'll just maybe at the end of the show, yeah. if I remember, yeah, give the, uh, give the diehard fans, the ones who listen all the way to the end, uh, it'll be like a after credit scene. Yes, it will be. Um, but we're, we're very excited. This is something we've both been talking about doing for a while now. Um, there's a lot of passion for it and we think it can Mm -hmm. help really make our community a little bit bigger and Mm -hmm. fun. Well, also like with, with how the scene on screen podcast has, uh, has progressed since our early stages, you know, prehistoric where, you know, for people who have kind of followed us, uh, as we were going through our growing pains you know in the the toddler stages you know we had a few other podcasts but the scene on screen podcast has been a, in like our first episode was uh published march 27th 2019 so we are like over two years into this podcast and we're at the stage where our show is we're, we're kind of doing what we want to do right like we're we're there we're 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 accomplishing what we want to do on our podcast but now we want to expand out 
into other aspects and get more involved with the community and stuff like that. And yeah, like Sean said, this is something that we've discussed for a little while. Uh, and it's just great that we have uh, a few partners that we get to work with in order to make this a reality. And uh, that is when, when, when's the, uh, the first scene on screen hosted trivia night. Uh, it is next Tuesday, uh, September 13th at TWB Brewery in Kitchener, Ontario. It's going to be going to be a great time. It is. So. I can't believe it was 2019 we started this because it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't. How- Honestly, it feels like it was yesterday. Because we didn't. W- w- truthfully speaking, we contemplated. So we did a, a show with other people from a different website when we were with them. Mm-hmm. And then David and I were like, do we still want to do this? And we both were like, yeah, we love talking about games and stuff. And to the one person who kept listening, thank you. Cause you've grown to like a fairly decent number right now. Three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> three people. Um, three people. No, there, there's quite a few of you now and we're, we're very happy that you guys are around and uh, it's been great, but this show almost didn't survive the pandemic at first. Truthfully. Well, we, we hemmed and hawed about what we wanted to do. And then David and I were like, holy shit, we have all this time to like learn how to do this properly. And then mm-hmm. mid 2020, David and I hit our stride. We rebranded <laughs> completely and just focused on what we wanted to focus on. And it's been amazing. Yeah. And so, actually, it's it's because of the pandemic, right? Because we were stuck. Everyone was stuck at home for a long amount of time. So because of that, it actually gave us a time to sit down and, and be a little more critical about what we want to do, where we're going with this and set out a roadmap of kind of like, OK, let's focus on this now. And then where do we want to be six months, 12 months, 24 months down the road? And we're at that uh, we're at that next stage. So this is uh, this is an exciting time for us because one, this will be our first foray into you know public events. Right. So that's that's kind of a big that is a huge thing for us. Um, And we hope that people come out and enjoy it. Unfortunately, I will not be there (laughs) because I am twenty two hundred kilometers away. But I'm thinking maybe we'll do the uh, the upload method of of uh, (laughs) touring and I will just FaceTime and Sean can wear me uh, on a tablet. Dang. (laughs) Dang. Oh, my God. Or something like that. I'll, I'll need my tablet for the uh, the trivia, but I will oh. I will patch you in at one point so you can kind of see how things are going. Um, from the bottom of our, our our hearts, we thank you all for listening, being along on the ride. Um, I posted something on Instagram earlier this week, and it was it was I meant it. I was I was looking through my phone, and I saw a picture I snapped last week while we were doing some screen tests for when we bring this podcast to more of a digital platform Mm -hmm. where you guys can watch it on YouTube or we can have it. So we're streaming it to to Twitch. And I saw this picture of myself and David and Max, and we were just having an incredible time. And we're thankful because the feedback we get too about those shows and these shows that we're doing is just very positive right now. And we're, we're, we're very grateful. And that's why we've got this opportunity and we we hope we kill it for you guys. 
Mm-hmm. So thank you. Yeah. And that's our show. Good night. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about something that makes Sean mad. Oh, you're actually going to do this? Actually, you know what? I thought you wanted Let's... to do a you I think you <laughs> wanted to do a bad thing first. Yeah, I did a bad thing. I'm prefacing it because we haven't been able to play the song in a while. Just did a bad thing. I regret the thing I did. And you're wondering what it is. Tell you what I did. I did a bad thing. Yeah, I did What'd a bad you, thing. What, what did you buy? You know, it's been a while since I've done something that's like a legitimate bad thing because, you know, when you when you own a house, you find that there's so many things that you need to either be able to do maintenance repairs or, or, or upgrades. Right. So yeah. a few weeks ago, we bought we bought new doors. Uh, we replaced our front door uh, hardware handles, all that stuff. But finally, I just bit the bullet and I bought something that I didn't exactly need, but I kind of need because I'm working on a project. Um, For people who have been following our Instagram, every so often you might see a update post of my uh, (laughs) progressively messier and messier workshop Uh, because I am printing a... uh, like a scale sized pit droid right now. And so I have two 3d printers set up and they just aren't cutting it for some of the full size models that I want to print. Um, and I don't like always printing them like cut in half because then it just takes more time post-processing them and all this stuff. Yeah. So I've been uh, looking at getting a large scale printer or large format printer. Um, and it just so happened that recently this company called Anycubic, they've been making 3d printers for quite some time, uh, released a new large scale, <laughs> large format printer. Uh, this, the print size for this thing is 40 centimeters by 40 centimeters on the X and Y axis and four, 45 centimeters tall. That is massive. I could print like a helmet that in, in one go and I could put it on. I know what I want for Christmas. <laughs> you want a Mandalorian helmet, don't you? Or, uh, uh, Iron Man helmet or, uh, the hammer of Thor. That would also be cool. But I was thinking something simple, like stop, blast them. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, there was, Every so often, there was a few sales that were were going on online from a few different websites, and I eventually found one on the Anycubic site. And if you use like PayPal or whatever, you got an extra twenty bucks off, and then they were already on sale. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it instead of humming and hawing about it. I'm just going to go and buy this uh, 3D printer. So I did. Um. So that's the bad thing. Well, then I also did buy a bunch more board games (laughs) because it was Labor Day last week um, or I guess this past Monday. So board game bliss had their their sale. And, you know, I just I thought you were never going to buy from board game bliss again. And why didn't you tell me that a sale? Well, it was online only and it wasn't the greatest. There wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of stuff. There was a few things in there that I was interested in. Mostly this game called The King's Dilemma. Uh, have I ever told you about this one? You have, yes, but you can remind yeah. our listeners. It's a, a legacy game 
where you guys you play with three to I think six players or something like that, and everyone is kind of like the mayor or like the leader of a different town, and it's just like think of like political Game of Thrones or political Lord of the Rings or whatever, and apparently it's pretty good because you all have to kind of like make you have to vote on different laws and stuff like that and keep the citizens happy and it can get pretty uh pretty intense for a political game but they finally had it on for like 55 bucks which nice. is actually pretty good uh cuz normally it goes about 80 80 to 90 dollars so but that oh yeah I've got a patio heater so when you do come up here you know those uh propane heaters you got that like Hank Hill propane like, they got like the uh like the they go up really tall and has like the little umbrella thing on the top. Yep. Yeah, I got one of those. Costco had one of those. And I got a very expensive of <laughs> man, I did a lot of bad things this week. Yeah, it just sounds like you have a bunch of money. Let, let me just pull out the scroll. Yeah, no. Like I said, sometimes you just gotta get stuff. We got this uh robot vacuum kind of thing that kind of mops and and auto empties itself for like into like a base station. That way I don't have to vacuum as much. I can do it when we're away, when we're at work. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, not as much, no. So I did, uh, I bought a toolbox. <laughs> I bought that, uh, the, the Milwaukee pack out and it is a very impressive toolbox. That's the three tier one, right? Yeah. And then I bought an extra yeah. tier. Yeah, man. I'm jealous. I, the thing is, is like, so I have the maximum one, which is the Canadian tire brand stuff, because my dad got that for me before we moved. Um, but he got me like the middle tiered one. But you can't buy the base for that. So if I want to make a three tiered stack, you can't buy the base roller or the base container by itself. You have to buy yeah. it in the three pack, which is really annoying. So I guess I'll just have to get like a dolly and like duct tape it on there. You also thought something else that you were trying to convince to me that was a bad thing, but wasn't. Uh, it's it's only a bad thing because of the the money I spend. Um, but I had to upgrade Bill. Bill, the trusted escape. That guy's been through many adventures. Flat tires. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was quite the adventure. That flat tire. Oh my that God. was a very rough. That like, was thirty six hours. That was. And it was like there there was a lot of really like I've honestly had so many good times in that car and it's just it's too expensive to keep on the road. So I've upgraded to something safer, more reliable, barely any kilometers on it. So I'm I'm yeah. pretty excited and stoked. Yeah. But uh, now, you know what I blows my mind? What? What's you that? ask your question first. I was going to say I have a question to our listeners. What? defines a bad thing now if something is needed specifically for your well-being and even though it costs a lot of money does that count as a bad thing or is it solely only things that you're like eh, i don't really need this i just kind of want it let us know example <laughs> i need a new computer but do i need a two thousand dollar gaming computer yes that that's a great example Actually, well, so so you could uh, justify it, though, like you could because here's the thing you could you could justify it as an investment into the future of our business, right? Because we 
uh, as the dynamic duo of the Cino Screen podcast are looking at expanding into more multimedia as well, right? So if we want to get into editing videos and doing, you know, online streaming and stuff like that, you are going to need a computer that can handle that amount of work. And Bro, this thing skips watching YouTube. <laughs> it's yeah, so bad. So, so I wouldn't say that that is necessarily a, uh, a yes, it's a want because you want it. A, a new computer, but it is a need because you need one for the livelihood of the future of the Sino screen podcast. I I'd agree. Um, so the, uh, the question or the quandary I was going to give you is, does it make any sense to you or any human out there? Why is insurance more expensive with a newer, safer vehicle? Is it? Dude, my insurance jumped from, and my sister got so mad when she found out what I was paying for my last SUV compared to what she pays monthly. But my current vehicle costs $91 to have on the road. 91. Wow. That's that's not a typo. That is my crazy. New, my new vehicle will cost 115 And I'm bitching about a jump and most people pay like 140 150 a month. <laughs> Yeah, that's not too bad, actually. That's, that's pretty good. But I think maybe because you were just grandfathered into another type of like an older type so of plan the, or something like that. But the only logic I can sense. see um, from like the insurance advisor said the SUV that I had originally was built on a truck frame. So it was yeah. insured as a truck, not an SUV where oh, okay. Omnibody is insured differently. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing I can really figure out. Interesting. Like I know like our car, when we, when we got our new car, our insurance actually dropped because it's a older mod or sorry, a newer model with uh newer and better safety features. Right. But yeah. You guys have an MX three, right? Um, or a CX three. No, we just have the uh, Mazda three sedan. Ford the, sedan. the Mazda CX 30 which is like the upgrade to the Mazda 3 and the CX-3, which took over for the Mazda 3, is like a car on steroids. It's literally just a baby SUV, not a mid-size SUV. Yeah, it's yeah. like a baby SUV. It's but ridiculous. But like a, a rocket ship. Like, it is so quick. Is I that, test that, drove it. I'm like, it. That's not the one that you got, though, right? No, I bought... I yeah. bought the, the CX-5. We were the, looking um, at the CX-30, but we were told that like the inside space is not much more than like the Mazda 3 hatchback. It, yeah, it was too small for me. Like I like having my bags and stuff in there and like we travel, we go, we go on a lot of like camping trips and stuff. So it made no mm -hmm. sense. What I will tell you though about the CX-5, this is the one thing that I loved, is the back seat no longer follows the 60-40 partition rule. The CX-5 oh. is sectioned into three. So if I go to Ikea, I can just pop down the middle part of the seat and still have seats on both sides and I can run like a bookshelf or a table or something down there. It's That's really sweet. cool. It's, it's a really neat feature and I like that. So. Okay, you know what I, I understand though? Is like, so my car is like the 4060 or whatever, but... You'd think that the larger size would be on the passenger side, like the non-driver side of the car, so that 
if you need to put the seat down and you can fit more stuff in there and like and still put down the passenger seat as well. But my no, SUV is like that. Oh, no, the yeah. the 60 percent is on the driver's side. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I, I'll miss the escape. By the time you guys listen to this, I'll be in a new vehicle and you'll forget about the escape. It'll be like a like, I don't know, like a breakup. But you are the one that broke up with the car and moved on to another one really fast. The um <laughs> the one thing I'm like so sad about because like we were going to take the trailer hitch off and we we're like, oh, it's not worth it. Whatever. I put a brand new fucking tire on that. A month and a half ago. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Oh, well. At least you know, I got you... like a, a an inexpensive one. Okay, let's, yeah, that's true. let's talk video games, movies, TV, you know, the fun shit. Why are we here? What, David, I know you want to you want to bring this up. So you 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 tell us you tell us what happened and then uh, I'll just, I'll see how long I can stay quiet. <laughs> OK, so uh... Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So apparently everyone knows that Microsoft went to purchase Activision Blizzard. Did that purchase actually happen or is it so I, I don't think it's complete yet. Let me see. I don't know. I don't know if it's uh I think they just put the offer in. So anyways, Sony has been bitching and complaining about this since uh its acquisition for the primary reason being that Microsoft owning Call of Duty would allow them or sorry microsoft owning activision would allow them to prevent call of duty from being on playstation consoles uh and they've it's the whole purchase is under investigation in europe uh under like the comp- competition market like what is it the competition and markets authority so it's you know america's federal trade commission the ftc yeah, exactly. So, okay, so here's the thing. Uh, Microsoft has promised to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation for three years beyond the current agreement with Activision and Sony. So if if Activision had a agreement to keep, to have Call of Duty on PlayStation for the next three games, which I think it is, Microsoft has already agreed to keep that going beyond that so they're just saying you're still going to get your call of duty games on playstation now sony is saying they the offer fails to consider the impact on playstation gamers uh i quote from what is it uh, playstation ceo jim ryan i hadn't intended to comment on what i understood to be a private business discussion but i feel the need to set the record straight because phil spencer brought this into the public forum microsoft has only offered for call of duty to remain on playstation for three years after the current agreement between activision and sony ends after almost 20 years of call of duty on playstation their proposal was inadequate on many levels and failed to take account of the impact on our gamers we want to guarantee playstation gamers continue to have the highest quality call of duty experience and microsoft's proposal undermines this principle so pretty much they're just complaining that sony or microsoft didn't say they're keeping call of duty on playstation forever but the thing is, is Sony didn't even have that guaranteed, right? Because they still have that agreement with Activision because yeah. they're a third party developer, right? 
So here's my opinion. Pay for it. Straight out. What do you mean? You, like buy you, Activision Blizzard? No. Pay for it. You as Sony have said multiple times now, we don't like like we like having our own exclusives. And if Microsoft wants in on the dance, they have to pay for it. And if you remember correctly, the creators of MLB the show liked that offer so much they were like, nah, everybody can have it. Mm-hmm. Pay for it. Sony, you know what? Look, I I I game on all consoles. I'm I'm a I'm I'm a mixed console household, you know. And if like it just strengthens my argument now, if I knew what games were available on what, and I only had a choice of one console, my my PlayStation would be out the window. The Switch would be a contender for like five minutes, but the PlayStation would be gone. In a heartbeat, like they're just such a a backwards company. They fight to have all these exclusives. They tell everybody how good their exclusives are, and their exclusives are so much better than everybody else's. And then mm-hmm. Microsoft gets to the dance, and they clearly lost the last generation. Like it wasn't even close. Yeah, yeah. And Microsoft has such a lead now. Over the PlayStation 5. It's the Series X and the Series S all the way. If availability wasn't a thing, I still think Microsoft would be winning just overall experience. Game Pass is a far superior product. To the point, most of the games that Game Pass has, Sony also has. And then they have all their day ones. But looking at it as a whole... Just like anything else, it's it's a copycat league. They're going to do the exact same thing. But Microsoft is so prideful about their own shit that when somebody else brings a nice shiny new truck to the sandbox, they cry to their mommy because they can't play with it. And that's what's happening right now. It's happened with Call of Duty. It happened with Bethesda, which is even funnier. To me, I think the Bethesda purchase hurts them more than Activision. Mm-hmm. I don't think Phil Spencer's an idiot. Do you think he's sitting there going like, ha 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 in 2026 call of duty is all ours. No. Why would he cut a billion dollars out of his own revenue? Right. That makes no sense. They're extending the olive branch to work with them. Why? Like if I had an insanely popular product that printed money, every year you know call of duty makes so much money they don't like their operating costs are flushed i i it'd be interesting to see the actual document or like the letter given to them because the way that it's the way that phil ryan or whatever his name is ryan oh joe ryan what's his name joe Jim, jim ryan the ceo of playstation the way that he said it is that the, the letter just says that they are uh, agreeing to extend uh, the Call of Duty agreement on PlayStation consoles beyond what Activision has. Unless in that note or that letter says an exact date, it should be taken as it is indefinitely extended beyond Activision's end date with them, right? I'd agree. 
so until they actually come out and say, you know what, like you are going to lose the Call of Duty license on your consoles for future games starting on, you know, January 1st, 2029, then they really don't have any reason to be complaining because they're still going to get it. Guaranteed that if Microsoft or sorry, if Sony bought Activision, they would pull Call of Duty off of uh, Xbox consoles. Oh, a thousand percent. If they got to the dance first, contract would have been voided. So here's the thing. Think back to your your college days. When we were all playing okay. Call of Duty, World at War, Call we of Duty, like Modern Warfare. What console were you and all of your friends and really the majority of people at the time playing Call of Duty on? Oh, oh, I know this answer. The What's Xbox that? 360. Exactly. I did not know many people who played Call of Duty on PlayStation consoles. And you um, got to play Halo, too. The, yeah, the odd time I would see someone, I'd be at someone's house and they'd have a copy of like Call of Duty Black Ops or something like that on PS3. Um, but it was collecting dust. I knew more people that had 360s and they had NHL and Call of Duty. Those are the only games that they had. So the fact that were you in my room recently or what? (laughs) The fact that for the longest time, Call of Duty has been primarily PC and Xbox 360. You know, now that Sony is saying, oh, we're going to lose, like it's going to affect all of our players. Well, they haven't necessarily been having the highest number of Call of Duty players for a long time. Now, I did some quick search online to see if I could find out um, like a player count variation between consoles. Uh, The only thing that I can find within a quick with a quick check is uh, there was actually a tweet from January of this year uh, and someone Charlie Intel, they they just post like a they're, uh, call they're it, call of Duty. the best Call of Duty follow on Twitter. Yeah. So they posted a, a Twitter poll back in January uh, saying, what platform do you play Call of Duty on? Now, surprisingly, 42% of uh, respondents were PlayStation, 25% were Xbox, and 28% on PC. Still, if we go based off of, you know, an election, majority of people don't play on Xbox. So the fact that majority of players playing on other consoles isn't going to ruin the online presence of Call of Duty. Yes, there will be a lot of people that would not have the game. But the thing is, is it's just like what Sony wants with, say, MLB the show before it came out on uh, Xbox. If you want to play that game, you got to buy you got to play PlayStation. Yeah. I can't see Microsoft, like you said, Microsoft is not stupid. Phil Spencer is not stupid. He's not going to cut out a billion dollar game franchise from another company, like from another platform, just because they want to keep it on the Xbox. That would be stupid because they're just essentially saying if they do that, we don't want more money. And as much as they are for the gamers and they've been doing a lot of things with with uh like to kind of bring back their image from the early days of Xbox one. They're 
still a business at the end of the day. They need to make money. And it would be stupid for them to uh, <laughs> take PlayStation out of the equation for uh, Call of Duty. But it'll be interesting to see how this goes, what happens with this. Um, well, so, like, let's also not forget, and I've brought this up on a previous show. Sony had the exclusive rights to um, Call of Duty for, a f- for what, two hot minutes there? They had the exclusive rights for the games they came had, out at the same time, but they had exclusive rights for early maps, like early DLC. One and, was for a year, right? No, no, I think. Oh, yeah. But it wasn't a year. It was like they would come out like three or four months early for the duration of like the season or something like that. Yeah. Um. So if you look at the like, if you if you remember that. Sony rubbed it into people's faces. They were like, yo, you get a PlayStation. You get to play these maps. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. Get it first on PlayStation. Get it now. <laughs> Xbox plus PC equals better than PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I like having a PlayStation 5. I liked having my PlayStation I hope you do. 4. I, de- I hand delivered it to you. <laughs> I was your last friend you saw. Yeah. But, like... I liked the PlayStation 4 enough. I had two of them. I had one. I sold it. And then I was like, oh, I really want to play this game. So I got another one. Mm-hmm. And then it died. I have a PS3 at my parents' house. PS2 somewhere. PS1. I have those consoles. But this childish behavior is so much of a turnoff now that I just, I don't care. Like, I bought God of War. Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. And I'm like genuinely excited for it for November. I'm going to fire up regular call, uh, God of War in October when it's dark at like 630. And I'm going to wait. It gets dark at 630 there in October. Man, here it will be dark. Well, maybe oh, like I don't know about o'clock. October. <laughs> It'll be dark by like four o'clock. Yeah. Um, But like after that. I'm genuinely not excited for anything. Yeah, there's not a whole lot that I can Hogwarts think of. Hogwarts Legacy is going to be more have have some exclusive stuff on the PlayStation. Yeah, cool. You cool. you know what Sony needs to do? They need to beef up. They need to spend more time beefing up their their PlayStation Plus lineup. Oh, I probably won't renew PlayStation Plus in January either. I don't know. Yeah, I look through I'm their good. catalog. I'm like, I'm this good sucks. for I'm good for a few years. So. Um, it'll be fine, but honestly, there hasn't been anything since they've announced that have really stood out that I want to play. I played Returnal for a little bit, and I was like, okay, like this is cool, but it's very repetitive, but you know what they need to do? I was going to say, that interface is awful. You have to hit the PlayStation Plus uh, button to go to the catalog, to hit it, to go back to another menu that looks identical to the first menu, and then you hit games. Yeah, it's, it's the worst. Yeah, um, I can hit the the Xbox button, hit Game Pass, and I'm gold. Yeah, you know what they need to do? They need to follow the steps of uh, Microsoft again with Game Pass. And uh, I don't know if you've heard the rumors. Well, they're not rumors because it's out in beta in certain areas. Uh, Game Pass Family Plan. Did you hear about this? Yeah. So when when are we combining our families? So, so uh, Game Pass. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that. Game Pass. Um, is beta testing a family plan for Game Pass Ultimate. You can have up to five people in your family. The only stipulation is that they need to be in the same country. 
which is fine, right? Uh, the price per month will be slightly higher, which is fair. Uh, but still, like if it's ends up being what, like 30 bucks a month, you divide that by five people uh, and you're paying pennies. Yeah. So my, Sony needs to have some sort of family family plan just to entice people to pay more for uh, PlayStation Plus. Um, in regards to when are we joining a family plan? Uh, most likely when my uh, Game Pass expires. Mine because we don't know if it's going to be. There's no official release date, so it could be it could be closer to the expiry date of my Game Pass than it is now. <laughs> Mine officially went month to month, and really? I was like, I was like, what the hell is this seventeen dollar charge on my credit card? And then I was looking at them the other day. I was like three months that's what you can buy right now you can't buy a year you can buy three months or six month cards yeah it every so often you see some uh 12 month stuff but yeah they they kind of cut out the but you notice microsoft does this quite a bit when they are changing changing their plans and their platforms yeah. and stuff like that right cards disappear and then they come back again a little bit different so anyways What's up next? Are you in charge of running a tournament or an event for a large group? Do you own a small business and need some custom gear? Well, Diameter Apparel can provide you with help from start to finish, creating, designing, and supplying you with a unique look that fits all your needs. To check out their latest designs or to find out more, visit diameterapparel.com. Again, that's diameterapparel.com. So She-Hulk is what's next. And when I think of She-Hulk right now, I know you and I have very different opinions. And so far, you're one episode, you're one episode further ahead than I am. So my opinion might change that that episode like I enjoyed, but I won't I won't go into to that part. What I will say is, do you know who Straw Hat Goofy is? Uh, Like Goofy. No, with he's a straw a, he's hat a, on it. He's a, he's a nice gentleman who's on the internet. He became oh. like very popular on TikTok for okay. his like his short reviews and stuff. Okay. Uh, straw hat goofy. Anyways, he I watched him do a defending video for She Hulk. Interesting. And I, I I really th- I I really resonated with some of his thoughts, and I, I like without spoilers. The only thing I will say is, David, you've probably seen the meme. Of She-Hulk twerking. Yes. Because it's everywhere. Yeah. And people are like, Tony Stark died for this. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. It's like Marvel is officially dead. They're TV shows, guys. Chill. Now, what I will say about She-Hulk. I think it's very... I think it's strongly written. The girl um, that they picked... Uh, I think her name's Tatiana. Why can't I think of her name, dude? What's her name? I don't know. Which one? Tatiana She-Hulk. This makes it for some good podcasting. She-Hulk. Tatiana Maslany, the Saskatchewan native, I believe. She is her her home is or her parents are from Saskatchewan. Yep, Regina. Anyways, I think they picked a very good person to play the 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 role. I think they've done a really good job integrating 
previous characters to the show. And they've done an incredible job treating She-Hulk the way they did in the comics. Now, I'm not going to like snob it up here and be like, oh, I read all of them. Because I didn't. I read some throughout my time there. Um, like I, I do enjoy comics. She-Hulk was kind of interesting and always different. But I think for what the show is, it's it's light. Also, her CGI is fucking terrible. Yeah, it, yeah. Like it, it's, it's, it's like, awkward looking. They didn't it's like spend Star the Wars Episode One terrible when you watch it in 4K. <laughs> so you haven't seen the third episode? No. But you can tell where they spent their money. Do you think they made Ruffalo's character look bad? No. The actual Hulk looks like the actual Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Um, Abomination, who's in the third episode, looks like Abomination. The Sakaar ship looked really cool. Mm-hmm. She looks bad. Which is weird, looks. because like that's the, the main character. But I think partially, they tried to make her look soft, almost. Like, like very feminine. You know, like the classic, like this is what women should strive to look like kind of thing. Well, they couldn't make her look like actual She-Hulk because actual She-Hulk, I think like she was drawn to be more sexy. If I remember correctly. Mm. I just think that it's, I don't dislike the, the series, like the first few episodes, like the first two episodes, they kind of like, eh. I feel like it kind of just rushed into things. Um, I dislike, how she became she hulk which is fine whatever it is what it is um but then i just felt like there's a lot of like out of nowhere we have this it's the same mentality that the sequel trilogy had with star in star wars right like we have one character who gets these powers or whatever and then all of a sudden they are the most phenomenal person in the universe with their like they're so skilled and in what was it? I think the second episode or no, the first episode. I don't remember which one it was um, where she's trying to leave Bruce Banner's little island getaway. And like also he's like training her and stuff like that. And everything that he does, he's like, OK, well, like take it easy. And she just can do things with zero effort and way better than he can. And it's just like it doesn't show. And this is the problem with a lot of these things. And I. I think there should be strong female leads, but there needs to be that level of growth with the character that we have with every other like movie of in the past. Yeah. Right. Like I think think you're still so jarred from the final trilogy of star wars <laughs> and you you'll never get over the fact that ray just might have been stronger than luke skywalker well i don't care if she's stronger than luke skywalker she's a palpatine after all it's not that it's the fact that there is no struggle with the character it's very difficult to connect to a character that is oh i have these powers and i am the best at it there's no learning curve right L- look at rocky four. Oh my god <laughs> You remember I Rocky Four? Yes, I can't wait. Go for it. Okay, this is the fourth movie in the Rocky series. He is like a world champion already. He's a great boxer and all this stuff. 
But then his buddy dies because of the Russian, whatever. But he still has to train. He still like he goes and he he loses his first fight. He kind of goes into seclusion and trains again. There is that struggle. There is that character who was at the, the height of their career. They failed and then they had to get back up there, right? Like there was, you know, that's where the whole montage, <laughs> the training montages came from. Gonna right? need a montage. <laughs> montage. But the thing is, is like during like in those types of movies, those older movies and, and stuff like that, there is a struggle with the main character. Whereas like with She-Hulk, okay, maybe she's a she's a lawyer, whatever. But there's no level of her just like learning to control her anger and stuff like that. She's just like, ah, I have to do this all the time because I get catcalled. Right? Like it it just kind of seems it's just overly obscure and just kind of like forced that it makes it very difficult to try and connect with the character even on a basic level because like as a male sure i can't fully connect with the the issues that a female goes through in life right yeah but i can still connect with the struggles of learning something right of progressing and getting better at skills and 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 kind of understanding your place in the world. And they're they're forgetting about that. And that is that is my problem with it. Now, granted, maybe the third episode, I will like it a lot more. Who knows? What day do, does it even come out on? It comes out on Thursdays. Thursdays. What's what's with Disney changing all of their their release dates? Yeah, and stuff like I that? said that to Chris the other day. I was like, I want I wanted to sit down and watch it. And I was like, oh, it's not until Thursday fuck i just really wanted to watch it here's the one thing where i think i don't want to say you're wrong because i think a a lot of your points are very valid what i will say is the way they're approaching her backstory is unique now she did kick ass at the end of the episode and i think having her transform for fights is very good having her walk around that office as she hulk looks so bad Mm -hmm. but they're, they're doing it to get their money's worth, I guess. What I will say is the fact that she keeps reminiscing and going back in time and talking about that, that's kind of helping fill that gap or, for the story. Or at least that's how I feel. I might be wrong, but that's how I feel. I think it's it's okay. It's a, it's adequate. Okay, that's fair. I mean, like I'm going to continue watching it because it's not it's not like cringe. It's not making me angry <laughs> when I watch it, but not making you Hulk out. No, but uh, it's, I just want a good movie. You know, uh, what's the one Dr. Strange. That was a super disappointing. I actually kind of fell asleep during that one near the end. Yeah, it, was it wasn't like, great. No, it wasn't. So I just want like a good popcorn flicks, Marvel movie that we had so long ago, it seems. And, uh, they they just keep putting out TV shows, and I was I would say for the most part, the TV shows have just kind of been a little bit lackluster in general, which so. has always been Marvel's problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow, my mind just completely went blank. Really? Never that mind. Only I took guess. about like two seconds. You know, <laughs> you know what else is a a problem? What's that? Our wallets for yeah. September. Because what, what's happening in September? Well, new John, games. Are com- new, new games are coming out, and 
it's starting to get colder. So now we're not going to spend as much time outside. The days are getting shorter. So we spend more time inside playing video games and we're, we're starting to get into hibernation mode. So uh, we're going to go over some games of September. I know we're what we're technically a weekend. To but we September, didn't record so last week, so who cares? We didn't. Um, so or two weeks few, ago, sorry. Yeah, a few games that uh, you can get right now. Whoa, I thought you were going to play the, play the play our theme song. Oh, yeah. Hold oh, on. Hold on. Oh, oh, God. No, you know it's what? too late now. I don't it's, care. <laughs> picking up strangers. No, no, you ruined it. Let me tell you about the dangers. If you don't like taking chances, then you better keep moving on, my friend. You know, what? I totally forgot because you have the I because I, you have soundboard control again that I don't have to really pay attention to that anymore. That is fair. That's all right. Your screams of <laughs> despair uh, was a nice addition to that. All right. Picking up strangers. <laughs> uh, I want to stop right on September 2nd. Uh, yeah, because nothing really came out part one. Who cares? You right? re-released this a... game twice. <laughs> right? It's a remake of a remake. Yeah, it's it's no longer it's no I mean, have you seen the screenshots? It looks incredible. It, it does, looks like a brand new does. game. It does look phenomenal. They did redo like the entire thing. Uh I will just wait for it to inevitably go on uh, PlayStation Plus. I agree. Here's yeah. what the one I want to talk about. Because how in the fuck? And I, I don't use this word lightly. How does Lego justify charging people fifty-four dollars? for a fighting game when literally every other fighter has become free to play. Mm-hmm. Well, minus Multiverses uh, is out here just crushing it right now. Yeah. Lego Brawls does look cool. It's very customizable. You get to use a lot of iconic characters, but $54 for a fighting game. Come on. I know. Really? Yeah. That, that, it's, that kind of makes me feel gross. It's kind of weird though. When you think about it, because all of these, like, these uh, smash clones are coming out all at once, like all within the last like year and a bit when nothing is close to not, multiverses. No, it's but, so good. Uh, it's all these like same style of like brawlers. Sony tried this like forever ago with like Sony. What was it? PlayStation all stars brawl. Yeah. Uh, and it was okay, but didn't do very well. It's just kind of weird. And, and Lego is just <laughs> late to the party. <laughs> It does look like it's a side scroller as well, though. So there is lots of stuff kind of going on. I would not be surprised if this eventually goes like free to play. Uh, See, you say that. And I'm going to say that I would not be surprised if this game had a very show like small server life. I don't. And then goes free to play to try and get some life back into it. Yeah, it's like just watching some clips. They're like they're big levels, mm-hmm. but it's it's just a Smash Brothers clone that is also like run through this level and fight each other. Yeah. Interesting. It seems like too much chaos for me. Yeah. Uh, on the sixth, Bio Mutant came out on PS5 and Xbox Series X, so I guess they must have finally released a patch for that, or unless it's. We were yet to buy the game all over again. Uh, but the main one that actually is interesting 
is Temtem. Have you heard of Temtem? I remember we talked about this a few months ago. Yes. It was on early access on PC and PS5. I bought on PS5. Uh, it is essentially like Pokemon, but it's online. Massive multiplayer online Pokemon stuff. Uh, that is a f- getting an official release, or actually it is officially released on Windows, Nintendo Switch, PS5, and Xbox Series X, which is pretty sweet. Um, not a whole lot of interesting stuff on... On on the 8th, Disney the Plus 8th. is getting Thor, Love and Thunder, if you haven't seen it already. Oh, really? Yep, it comes out on the 8th. Ooh, nice. Maybe I'll watch that on uh, on Friday. Nice. That's, uh, uh, that's my plan. Yeah. Speaking of Friday, Splatoon 3 finally comes out on uh, September 9th. I'm so, interested to see with that game and NBA 2K23 if they fixed some of their problems. Because both games are coming off lackluster last um, iterations. Splatoon 2, I just didn't find that fun. It is it is a fun game. Like, don't get me wrong. I think the, the battle concept is very unique very switch mm-hmm. but even nba like people were complaining like oh if you have you have you played any of the 2k games a little bit but not the shooting is ridiculous and unless you like master it there's no you can't casually play there's no shoot button you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you have to use a stick for everything so i hope they fix that but splatoon 3 very interesting i'll try it yeah i'll try I'll, it. I'll, I'll maybe they they'll have like a a free weekend or something like that. I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they did. Uh, on the 13th, Nintendo Switch is getting the remake of 13. I've never played it. I'm interested in playing it. I'm waiting for it to go down to like less really? than 20 bucks. Yeah. Where did I play it? I think I played 13 on maybe PS4? Yeah, that's believable. Um, what is this? Dragon Quest... 10 10 offline because dragon quest 10 was the online one but what is this offline what it's coming out for the switch massively multiplayer online role-playing game yeah but what does offline mean oh it's japan only never mind screw it uh moving on anything anything really you know what maybe our wallets are safe for uh, <laughs> for July or sorry for September I don't know why I said July um this Is actually that... on the 20th there's this game called Hard Space Ship Shipbreaker That looks this pretty is, good. It, this is an interesting concept of a game. I guess you work for this uh you work for this essentially this company uh hold on let's see here. By the 20 20- early 24th century humanity has colonized the solar system and earth is plagued with various issues such as civil unrest fruits shortages and climate change oh sounds like normal uh the player character who is desperate to leave earth and relocate to other colonies signed an exploitative contract with lynx corporation to become one of its shipbreakers who are responsible for salvaging abandoned spacecraft in search of useful materials um after signing the contracts the player character becomes the official property of Lynx when they die at the worksite Lynx, which also owns the character's DNA sequence, can reconstitute the player and return them to work, which is actually kind of an interesting concept of like the whole you know, when you die your extra lives and stuff like that but uh, yeah, you're this guy who's trying to I guess pay off a, 
a big debt or some some crap like that. But uh, it looks kind of interesting. I don't know if there's like I don't know if there's uh, like enemies or stuff like that or like how you can die if you just like die from like lack of oxygen or or like ships. You die up like if it. things run into you. Yeah. So that seems kind of interesting. I think it's coming out on uh, Game Pass, actually. Right, it's going to be right up there with Power Wash Simulator and Lawn Mowing Simulator. <laughs> right. Uh, what else? Anything else? Of, uh... Gundam Evolution on the 21st for Windows. Um, it's it's David's favorite game. My team romantic comedy snafu game collection for the Nintendo Switch. Why is that my 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 game? I, <laughs> I wouldn't play that. Dream it's no Daddy. Dream, it's, it's no Dream Daddy. <laughs> Oh, uh, by the way, speaking of random games, you know, Skatebird is already leaving Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. Womp shame. Womp. What a shame, terrible right? game. We were so excited for that, but apparently not. Um, Shovel Knight Dig coming out for Nintendo Switch and iOS on the 23rd. Uh, DreamWorks Dragons Legends of the Nine Realms coming out for absolutely everything, mm-hmm. which would be kind of neat. Um now on the twenty seventh, this is interesting. Alfred Hitchcock Vertigo. It is a. Uh, Isn't it a story based adventure? It is, and it it almost like I wonder if it's um kind of like a what were those other ones? Um, geez, the Telltale games. Yeah. Is it? It kind of reminds me of that. Um. So this this could be interesting. You play three different characters. Um, I'll definitely I'll definitely check this out. I like these kind of story type games and stuff like that. So um, that's coming out on what day was that? The 20, 27th for uh, for those people who have been sticking out that beta and how long it was grounded. Finally gets a full <laughs> release on the 27th. It's a fun game. Check it out. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, what else? Nothing. Lot, lots of uh, nothing. Lots of nothing. So, Pathfinder. FIFA 23, baby. Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous. That's uh, coming out on the 29th for Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. That is a uh, like a role-playing game. So, like, uh, I, I think it's more of um, like a CRPG, like classic RPG, less of like a Diablo hack and slash kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, the only game we missed and we missed it kind of purposely was earlier this week, Xbox, because they're not PlayStation. Used their game pass to allow people to have a beta. And now they didn't sell tears to their game pass where it was a game preview. Anybody who has Xbox game pass has the ability to download uh, Disney's Dreamlight Valley. Um. As of now, you can play the beta and it is blowing people away. 11 hours in Dreamlight Valley is way more than an Animal Crossing knockoff. Glowloft's newly released life sim is filled with quests to do and famous Disney Pixar characters to befriend. You don't work for a fucking raccoon. (laughs) Have you played it? Uh, No, we downloaded it, uh, but Chris was playing some Stardew. Um, Mm. I'm going to try it. It looks really interesting. I just don't know. And like, this sounds so funny because in the living room right now, I have my PlayStation 
and my Xbox One. My Series mm-hmm. X is on like my gaming setup with my PC and all my other stuff. And my my Xbox. I don't know if they like purposely slowed down games, but like it, it struggles to play some games. And I don't mm-hmm. know why, because the Xbox One is a good console. It shouldn't have frame rate drops like it does. It shouldn't have the problems it does, but it does. And that's okay. But I was thinking about downloading this on it just to see how well it would do. It's it's interesting. Like Stardew Valley, you arrive in Dream uh, Dreamlight Valley after your main character grows tired of the city. They decide to return to a quiet valley where they once played and they were younger. And this, uh, they soon discover Merlin and he explains how everything is screwed up. People are messing around and the magic is gone. So part of the game, from what I understand from some early reviews, was you have to bring the magic back to Disney, but you also create your own land. So it's kind of uh, unique. And it's mm-hmm. it's designed for adult Disney fans, which is also nice. Like kids can play it too, but some of the nostalgia in there is just a lot, you know? And you know, the price isn't that bad on Nintendo Switch. It's $39 for the basic That makes edition. no sense because it's supposed to be free. It's what? free everywhere, but there's packs to buy. Yeah, it's like a, it's a microtrans game. Weird. Why does it say? Because like they have the deluxe and ultimate edition. Are you sure it's supposed yeah, to be so free to play? The base game is free to play. Interesting. Huh. Um, when does it release? I'm not sure, but I just looked on Nintendo's website and it shows there's deluxe editions. What the heck? Is it only free on Xbox and PlayStation? There's no way. Why would you Weird. why would you get this on any console that you have to pay for? Oh, you know what? It's uh it's in early access, so you you kinda have to Disney Dreamlight Valley will be free to play when it launches after its early access period. From September 6, 2022, players who purchase the Founders Pack or have Xbox Game Pass will receive early access to the game before it releases in that complete state. The early access of the release of the game does not feature all of the mechanics and systems game lofts want to implement, so things like balancing gameplay and new content will be added and tweaked. So right now, the game isn't free to play, but once it exit early, exits early access, it will be and players players will get exclusive items for being a founder. So essentially you are, if you buy the game on, on uh, Nintendo switch or PlayStation, uh, you essentially are paying to play it early. I guess that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you do well, that? I was uh, thinking of then purchasing this for she who shall not be named, but <laughs> she can just wait. <laughs> yeah, why would why would you pay for it? Yeah, yeah, what the hell? Legitimately makes no sense. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's where we're gonna leave it tonight. Now, uh, I- I'm gonna for for all you guys who stuck around, I'll give you uh, some hints as to what our our topics are gonna be, and I'll make this a regular thing if we're doing t- uh, trivia on the regular. Your topics for this week's trivia. General TV sitcoms, general movies, 2000s, Star Wars, Friends, the TV show. Because nobody has friends in real life. (laughs) uh, TV themes. And that's it. 
Like TV themes as in like TV theme songs kind of thing. That's correct. Yes. But I learned something very valuable. So YouTube has an ability to clip things if you have premium. But as part of their policies, videos aren't clippable if videos that are shared don't have um, the ability. Like any creator has the ability to allow clipping or not. Yeah, the that's thing right. I learned, though, is if a show or content was meant for people under the age of 18, it's also not clippable. Interesting. I was going to do cartoon themes, but I didn't have the patience to deal with it. So I just clipped a bunch of like. Mainstream TV shows. Huh. Well, for all <laughs> for all those listeners that uh, have made it this far into this episode, because I'm sure everyone does anyways. Uh, yeah, those are your. Those are your uh, themes for Trivia Night, our first ever seen on screen hosted Trivia Night. And if you're so lucky, you can participate in this trivia here and then drive on up to Kenora where you can do it again sometime soon. <laughs> yeah, it'll just be delayed by six months like the weather. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. But for myself and David. He's so cool. We want to thank you all for listening, and we will see you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen Podcast. Peace. David. Yo. Have you been living in your loungewear for the past few years and you're in need of some new high quality and stylish clothing? I literally feel like I've been living in rags. Now, what if I told you our friends at Diameter Apparel have got you covered? Their unique and sophisticated polos will keep you looking sharp, whether it's for the golf course or attending an evening dinner party. No way. Their Canadian-made, fully sublimated performance jerseys are super comfortable, and they will keep you cool while playing your favorite sport, taking first place with your squad, or even while you're working out. I, for one, love my three-quarter zip. It's lightweight and feels great even on the disc golf course. But, Sean, where can I find out what they have? You can check out their latest designs by visiting diameterapparel.com. Again, that's diameterapparel.com. 